0: Welcome back to God's Brand. It's your host, Puzzle Making Poe. I don't know if you guys tuned into the last episode, but it was a really good one. If you have not seen it, I would recommend going back and watching it because um, it was a speech um, given by Frederick Douglass uh, when he was in England. So it was a speech that was a little different because he's not talking to his brothers and sisters that um or part of the civilization with him he's more talking to just um his peers around the world and um trying to describe what the truth america has um and the last thing we got to um before i paused the episode was him giving a um little speech that whitler used to say um we'll start it there because it was a very powerful um little paragraph he had i think it does a really good job at describing the type of mentality that the united states had on human beings at the time and not just any human beings but slaves um and if we're being very clear we're talking about african-americans that had to deal with this as frederick Douglass was himself so we're kind of getting a first-hand um understanding at this by someone himself who went through it and found a way to take his situation and you know be one of the faithful who got up out of that in his life and did not have to serve an entirety of that in his whole career of being alive so um I just think it's very powerful to hear this this change I think it shows a lot of significance to the United States and during the time period and know what it means so um you know he was born in 1818 I think this speech was given on 18 sorry um back a couple but 1846 so in 1846 so he was probably he was a middle-aged man by the time he's given this story so he's gone through a lot of what he's worked on and, and you know he's obviously by the time he's reading this he's escaped slavery so you know we're getting to hear a point where he's out of slavery now but he definitely has the stories to tell about what he went through and he's not too disconnected um he's Mid twenties, maybe when he writes this, so it's definitely still active in his brain what he went through in the past days. So it's um, this is a very big um story in my opinion because it shows his thoughts as um most people would call the liberal part of your lifestyle as kind of what now we consider the college years of life. So this is kind of where he's going to be more um liberal in the book. I'm assuming, so we'll see what that means for the next couple pages Starting halfway down on page 139 A slave dealer's boldly pu- publishes his infamous acts to the world of all things have been said of slavery to which exceptions has been taken by slaveholders this the charge of cruelty stands forth most, and yet there is no charge capable of clearing diminis- demissions than that of most barbarous inhumanity on the part of the slaveholders toward their slaves, and all this is necessary if the necessity to resort to these cruelties. In order to make the slave a slave, and to Keep him a slave? Why, my experience all goes to prove the truth of what you will call a marvelous pr- prevalue as a slave, and enhance the probability of his indulity, the grasp of the slaveholder, and the more kindly you treat him, the more reckon you make him. While you keep him in the conditions of a slave, My experience, I say, confirms the truth of this proposition. When I was treated exceedingly ill, when my back was being scored daily, when I was whipped with an inch of my life, life was all I cared for, spare my life, was my continual prayer. When I was looking for the blow about to be inflicted upon my head, I was not thinking of my liberty, it was not it was my life, but as soon as the blow was not to be feared, then came the long longing for liberty. If a slave has a bad master, his ambitions is to get a better when he gets a better he inspires to have the best and when he gets the best he inspires to be his own master but the slave must be brutalized to keep him as a slave the slaveholder feeds this necessity i admit this necessity if it be right to hold slaves at all it is right to hold them in a way in which they they can be held, and this can be done only by shutting out the light of education from their minds and brutalizing their persons. The whip, the chain, the gag, the thumbscrew, the bloodhound, the stocks, and all the other bloody paraphernalia of the slave system are indispensably nece- necessity to the relations of master and slave. The slave must be subjected to these, or he ceases to be a slave. Let him know that the whip is burned and the feathers have been torn to some useful or profitable employment, so that the chain is no longer for his limbs, that the bloodhound is no longer to be put in his tracks, that his master authority over him is no longer to be enforced by taking his life. And immediately he walks out of the house of bondage and asserts him freedom as a man. The slaveholder finds it necessary to have these implements to keep the slave in bondage, finds it necessary to be able to say, unless you do so and so, unless you do as I bid you, I will take away your life. Some of the most awful scenes of cruelty are constantly taking place in the middle states of the Union. We have in those states what are called the slave breeding states. Allow me to speak plainly. Although it is harrowing to your feelings, it is necessary that the facts of the case should be stated. We have in the United States slave breeding states. The very states for which the minister from our courts to yours comes. Is one of these states Maryland? Where men, women, and children are reared for the market. Just as horses, sheep, and swine are raised for the market. Slave rearing is there looked upon as a legitimate trade. I'm tearing up, you guys. Slave breeding states. This is the America you guys come from. I'm going to redo that last sentence. Slave is there looked upon as a legitimate trade. The law sanctions it. Public opinion upholds it. The church does not commend it. It goes on in all its bloody horrors sustained by the auctioneer block. If you would see the cruelties of this system, hear the following narrative. Not long since the following scene occurred, a slave woman and a slave man had united themselves as man and wife in the absence of any law to protect them as man and wife. They had lived together by the permission, not by right, of their master, and they had reared a family. A master found it splendid, and for his interest to sell them, he did not ask them their wishes in regard to their matter at all. They were not consoled. The man and woman were brought to the auctioneer block. Under the sounds of the hammer and the cry was w- raised, here goes who bids, crash. who bids cash. Think of it a man and a wife to be sold. The woman was placed on the auctioner's block. Her limbs, as it is custom, were brutally exposed to the, pub, the purchasers who examined her with all the freedom with which they would examine a horse. There stood the husband powerless, no right to his wife. The master's right permitted. She was sold. He was next brought to the auctioneer's block. His eyes followed his wife in the distance as she looked beshittingly, imploringly to the man that had bought his wife to buy him also. But he was at length bid off to another person. He was about to be separated forever from her he loved. No word of his, no work of his could save him from his separation. He has permission of his new master to go and take the hand of his wife at parting it. It was denied him. In the agony of his soul, he rushed from the man who had just bought him, and he might take a farewell of his wife, but his way was obstructed. He was struck over the head with a loaded whip. And he was held for a moment, but this agony was too great. When he was let go, he fell a corpse at the feet of his master. His heart was broken. Such scenes are everyday fruits of American slavery. Some two years since, the horn, Seth M. Gates, an anti-slavery gentleman of the state of New York, a representative in the Congress of the United States, told me he saw with his own eyes the following circumstance in the national district of columbia over which the star spangled emblem is considered waving their orderies are ever holding forth on the subject of american liberty american democracy american republicanism there are two slave prisons when going across a bridge leading to one of these prisons he saw a young woman, mem- a young woman run out barefooted and bareheaded and with very little clothing on she was running with all speed to the bridge he was approaching his eyes was fixed upon her and he stood to see what the matter he had not paused long before he saw three men run out after her he now knew what the nature of the case was a slave escaping from her chains a young woman a sister Escaping from the bondage in which she had been held. She had made her way to the bridge. But had not reached it. Early from the Virginia side. There came two slaveholders. As soon as they saw them. Her persuaders called out. Stop her. True to their Virginia instincts, they came to the rescue of their brother's kidnappers. Across the bridge, the poor girl now saw that there was no chance for her. It was a trying time. She knew if she went back, she must be a slave forever, she must be dragged down to the sense of pollution which the slaveholders continue provided for the most of the poor, sinking, wrecked young woman, whom they called their property. She formed her revolutions, and just as those who were about to take her were going to put hands upon her to drag her back, she leapt over the balustrades of the bridge, and down she went to rise no more she chose death rather than to go back to the hands of those christian slaveholders for whom she had escaped can it be possible that such things are these exist in the united states are not these the exceptions are these any scenes at this general are not such deeds condemned by the laws and the denounced by public opinion let me read to you a few of these laws of the slaveholding states of America. I think no better exposure of slavery can be made than by the laws of the states in which slavery exists. I prefer reading the laws to making any statement in confirmation of what I have said myself. For the slaveholders cannot object to this testimony since it is the calm, the cool, the deliberating, the enactment of their witness. Hand, their wisest heads of their most clear-sighted, their own consulted representatives representatives if more than seven slaves together are found in any road without white person, twenty lashes apiece for visiting a plantation without a written pass, ten lashes for letting loose a boat from where it is made fast, thirty-nine lashes for the first offense, and for the second shall have cut off his head one ear for keeping... Wait, no, sorry. For keeping or carrying a club. 39 lashes. For having any article for sale without a ticket for from his master. 10 lashes. For traveling in any other than the most usual or accustomed roads when getting alone to a, any place. 40 lashes. For traveling in in the night without a pass. 40 lashes. I'm afraid you do not understand the awful character of these lashes. You must bring it before your mind. A human being in a perfect state of mute nudity, tied hand and foot to a stake. And a strong man standing behind with a heavy whip, knocking at the end, each blow cutting into the flesh and leaving the warm, bloody drip to the feet. And for these trifles for being found in another person's Negro quarters, 40 lashes. For hunting with dogs in the woods, 30 lashes. For being on horseback without a written permission of his master, 25 lashes. For riding or going abroad in the night or riding horses in the daytime without leaving a slave may be whipped, cropped, or banded in the cheek with the letter R, or otherwise punished, such punishment not extended to life, or so as rendered him unfit for labor, the laws referred to may be found by consulting Brevard's Digest, Haywood's Manual, Virginia Revised Code, Prince's Digest, Missouri Law, Missouri Revisited Code. A man for going to visit his brethren without the permission of his master in many instances he is not to have permission his master from caprice or other reasons may not be allowed not be willing to allow it may be caught on his way dragged to a post and brag bragging iron heated in the name of his master or the letter r branded to the cheek on his forehead I can't go on, you guys. I could. It's it's too painful. 40 lashes. And right after you hit those lashes... Right after you do those lashes, you get reminded that you are alive now and you don't have freedom. God bless you and your families. I hope you escape whatever cruelties you submit for yourself.